Hello, dear listeners. This podcast has reached its final episode. I've started a new podcast titled Build Your English, which you can find at patreon.com slash buildyourenglish. There, you can access your weekly free episode and its transcript. I hope to see you there. How do you talk about pollution with confidence in your Cambridge G1 exam? Let's find out. Hello, this is Christian from Cambridge Advanced Speaking. I'm in good spirits today and ready to record this episode for you. And if you didn't know, I run the website Get Ready for Success, where you can find the audio, the lesson notes, and even the video of this episode. I create and share all these materials because I want to help you speak better English and get a high mark in your C1 speaking exam. Today I'm going to take you on a rather quick tour of the key language you need to speak about pollution. We're going to look at four things. The first thing we're going to look at is key terminology. Next, we'll be talking about frequently used verbs. And after that, we're looking at advanced collocations. And finally, we're going to talk about some idiomatic expressions. Sounds great, right? Let's get cracking. Right, let's get this started with some essential terminology. First, we have the word pollution, which is damage caused to water, air, soil by harm substances or waste. Yeah? So, for example, new research found that industrial pollution goes high in the atmosphere and travels far. So, in this episode, we'll be mainly talking about pollution such as water pollution, air pollution, and soil pollution. Yeah? So, not so much about mm, light pollution or noise pollution. Second word is ecosystem. And you can talk about the ecosystem when you want to mention all the living things in an area and the way they affect each other and the environment. So I could imagine a sentence like this one. Pollution can have disastrous effects on the local ecosystem. Then we have the word ecological. And that's, of course, an adjective. Uh, relating to ecology or the environment. For example, uh, we could say the destruction of the rainforest is an ecological disaster. Another adjective is eco-friendly, and that describes things that protect and look after the environment rather than damaging it. So, for example, the building has many features that make it more eco-friendly. Then we have the important word waste. And synonyms that you can use in your exam are rubbish, which is British English, garbage, US English, trash is also more US English. And in the UK, they also use litter, right? Another word which might come in handy when you talk about pollution in your exam is the word landfill. Uh, that can be uncountable and countable. 
landfill is the disposal of garbage, rubbish, litter, all that stuff, by burying it under soil or earth. And secondly, it's also a place where rubbish is buried. Yeah, a landfill site. You can also say a landfill site. All right, and finally, I have the term biodegradable waste and non-biodegradable waste. Do you know what that is? Biodegradable waste is waste that naturally decomposes. Yeah, it is able to decay naturally and in a way that is not harmful. So, for example, biodegradable packaging helps to limit the amount of harmful chemicals released into the atmosphere. Non-biodegradable waste, on the other hand, is something that cannot be decomposed or dissolved naturally. So, it may remain on this planet for many, many years, right? A notorious example is plastic. Plastic that is used in everything, from cola bottles to pencil boxes. And if you want to learn more about this stuff, you can read the article What is Non-Biodegradable Waste? Explained. And I've put the link in the lesson notes that you can find on the blog. All right then. Next, let's talk about five frequently used verbs. The first one is to dump rubbish. To dump rubbish. So people dump rubbish in the sea, on the streets, in landfills, in illegal landfills. Yeah? So I can imagine a situation where you're going to mention this in your exam when you're talking about pollution. Another verb is to segregate waste or to separate waste. So we should segregate waste to facilitate recycling, for example. Yeah, that could be one of the solutions when you talk about the problems of pollution. And then, of course, we've got the three R's. Recycle rubbish, reduce waste, and reuse plastics. Yeah? So to dump, to segregate, or to separate, to recycle, to reduce, and to reuse. All extremely useful verbs that you can use to talk about pollution. Now, let's look at collocations with the following exam question in mind. What can we do to tackle pollution? And instead of we, you can also imagine the question with what can governments do to tackle pollution? Or what can corporations do to tackle pollution? Or what can people do to tackle pollution? Right? So this is a common exam question. Now, I wrote down 10 example sentences for you. Listen carefully. And again, it is a great idea to also use the lesson notes that are available on my blog because there you can read it along with me or review and repeat it. And the expressions are in bold. Yeah? To make it even easier for you to remember them. All right, let's go. The transport industry can reduce their reliance on fossil fuels. Yeah? So what can we do to tackle pollution? Remember, that was the question. So one thing we can do is the transport industry 
can reduce their reliance on fossil fuels. And it means they have to switch to, for example, renewable energy or eco-fuels. Next, farmers can bring down the use of pesticides. And pesticides are medicine, medicine for crops. And if farmers do that, they avoid the destruction of bees. And as you might know, bees are super important for our ecosystem. So bring down, bring down is the word here, bring down the use of pesticides and bring down of course means reduce. Next sentence, the government should crack down on illegal dumping. To crack down on something means that you take strong action to stop people putting waste into a landfill or stop putting waste into the sea or river without permission, right? So crack down on something. Next one. We should be careful to recycle rubbish and waste at home. Yeah, so what can we do to tackle pollution? We should be careful to do something. And that means we should try to recycle rubbish and waste at home. Be careful too. That's a nice expression. And it means try. Another answer to that question, what can we do to tackle pollution, could be, I strive not to use disposable plastic, such as coffee cups in Starbucks. Yeah, so this could be an answer <laughs> in part one, if they, might, if they ask you, uh, what can you do? Yeah, to tackle pollution. Well, I strive not to use disposable plastic. Strive not to use. Yeah, try hard. I try hard not to use disposable plastic. Next one. People should steer clear of illegal waste dumping. And that means people should avoid illegal waste dumping. To steer clear of means avoid next sentence the city council should invest in electric buses to reduce exhaust fumes from vehicles ah that's a nice one to reduce exhaust fumes and then of course we're talking about air pollution from time to time i play my part and pick up litter from the streets Ah, another one. So remember, the question, it's still the same question. What can we do to tackle pollution? So from time to time, I play my part and pick up litter from the streets. Or I clean up the beaches in my city. Yeah, I play my part. That's a nice expression. And it means uh, I contribute. I contribute. Now, here's an important note. When I talk about flexible, being flexible when speaking in your exam, I talk about the ability to say the same thing in different ways. And this is crucial if you want to get a high mark. Because this is how you avoid using the same words over and over again. And famous examples, or should I say infamous examples, are I like, or I think, or maybe, or the word very. Yeah, we tend to use those words a lot and there's nothing wrong with using them. 
but you might want to mix it up a bit in your exam, right? Variety is the spice of life. I think I mentioned that in one of the previous episodes. Yeah, so when I say, uh, for example, when I give the example, uh, we have to bring down the use of pesticides, another way is we have to reduce, yeah? Or we should be careful to recycle, we should try to recycle. Yeah, that is being flexible with the language. All right. Um, now, we're going to look at three idioms. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost the end of the episode. Well, almost the end of the episode. It's already 12 minutes, so I should hurry up because I, you know, I made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to make longer episodes or I should say episodes longer than, let's say, 12 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes. Oh, I'm rambling. Let's move on. Finally, let's look at three idioms you can use to talk about pollution. So the first example sentence that I wrote down in my script is the level of air pollution in our city is getting out of hand. Yeah, it's getting out of control to get out of hand. That's a nice idiom that you can easily use in your exam when talking about pollution. Next one. If we don't take action, all of us will be in dire straits. In dire straits. Do you know what that means? It means all of us will be in trouble, in big trouble, I should say. Yeah? And this is, of course, a very nice way to end your answer, right? To, to conclude your answer. If we don't take action, yeah, all of us will be in dire straits. And the last idiom that I wrote down for you is some people believe we're running out of time when it comes to tackling climate change or tackling pollution. Yeah, it means that we no longer have any time to finish this daunting task of tackling pollution. Running out of time, that's the last one. So we have get out of hand, to be in dire straits, and running out of time. That's it. That's all. Again, lots of expressions, verbs, collocations and idioms to help you speak with more confidence on the topic of pollution. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share it with someone who could benefit from it. If you have any questions about the podcast or any feedback, anything you would like me to add or clarify, then do get in touch with me. And as always, you can email me at Christian at getreadyforsuccess.com I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, go and check out my website getreadyforsuccess.com If you're preparing for Cambridge E1, it's a great place full of interesting stuff. All right, that's all from me. Take care of yourself and each other, of course. Speak soon, my friends. Oh, and one more thing you might have heard that I have a new podcast. It's called Build Your English. Every week, from Monday to Friday, I publish 10-minute lessons that teach English in a fun and effective way. I talk about all sorts of topics, from everyday subjects like food, travel, books, and language learning, to more serious ones like history, politics, culture, and even philosophy. 
The episodes are spoken at a speed you can understand and come with downloadable MP3 files and PDF transcripts. So by dedicating just 10 minutes a day to our lessons, you won't just see improvements in your English, you'll also enjoy the learning journey. I invite you to listen to an episode and see for yourself. Patreon.com slash build your English. Patreon.com slash build your English.